Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. to another fun and games friday with the full crew on deck it is march 12th a beautiful march 12th day it was here at least in jacksonville it was i've got your boy aj johnson to my right i got dylan jb kearns down below me and i've got old papa Slash Optimus oh Prime, <laughs> slash whatever we're, we're naming him at this point. We got to scratch. We're still it. doing we that. We're, 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 we're still, still doing this. I don't think we're it still works. doing this papa thing, huh? Okay, all right. I don't, I don't think it works. <laughs> Can I just call him Optimus Prime? That is too badass. <laughs> should I guess I should just <laughs> just. It gives me the jealousness, I, you know. <laughs> I guess I just throw the crickets out there because that's what I just got, but. It is another beautiful Fun and Games Friday with the whole crew here. Your boy, AJ Johnson, Dylan Kearns, Aaron Mukes, myself. We are so excited to be here for another episode. We've got a, a showdown for the ages here, guys. We teased it on Wednesday. We teased it on Thursday. And it's finally here, okay? It is finally here, the showdown. But uh, we're going to have a lot of showdowns here tonight, okay? It's going to be a triple threat all the way. But what you're really tuning in here for is Dylan Kearns. And Aaron Mukes going head to head here. About a <laughs> former he really brought popcorn. Oh my Get god! Popcorn is, there any, ready. is there any popcorn actually? In, what 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 was it? Can you show that for the fans again? Popcorn. It's actual popcorn. <laughs> you better oh get it ready because there's going to be. Where'd you get the popping. popcorn from? Where'd hey, you get the popcorn Tammy from? Made it. Tammy made it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tammy uh, take care of her loved ones. <laughs> oh man, I can't with the Tammy thing, man. We've got a great show ahead of us, though. AJ, how are you doing today on this beautiful March 12th evening? Um, I'm a duck in the water. Uh, you know, I'm real smooth up here, but inside, I, you know, I got a lot <laughs> going on up here, bro. Uh, you Don't tell me you don't know that technology, bro. Really? I've never heard that before in my nope. entire a duck life. duck on the water where you're smooth up top, but under the water, their feet are moving a mile a minute because they're swimming. Like, you've never heard that analogy. None nope. of you guys need to get your life. Young together. guys, what? man. These young guys. Us, us old <laughs> no, guys that's, cool. that's crickets on you guys. That is a very well known analogy. That's crickets on you because the, <laughs> you're uh, the only one out of the four that knows it. No, no, wait, no. Wait, 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 wait. I know it. You know it? Okay. That's on us. Uh, it must yeah, be an old it, people it thing. Dylan, it must be an old person thing. It must be an old person thing, you know. There, back in my day, <laughs> we used to make analogies about ducks and their feet Listen, kicking. Yeah, and we had to walk fifteen <laughs> miles to go see those ducks <laughs> up a hill. Right Don't forget the hill part. I can't. I can't help. In the snow. Show. In the <laughs> snow. Yeah, yeah. While my hair was on fire. Oh man, it's it's great. We've got a great show though, Dylan. How are you? I'm doing well. How's I'm excited. Mo most importantly, how's Tammy? She's doing well. She's doing good, well. Good. Got home from work today, had something to eat, and now we are. Uh, I'm, I'm live here on the show, so it's it's been a lot of fun. What's what's funny up there? <laughs> <laughs> 
he's like bring it <laughs> i just i love you man i love you i love having you on the show i love that you're here man i love that you're here but i don't love i love the fact that this guy to my bottom this that that direction that oh, direction yeah. right there Get it that he's here okay aaron mukes we can you want to you want to touch fingers is that what you were trying to do or you want to just we'll just can you read can you reach me? aaron what's up buddy how's it going today we are five minutes in i gotta get through these intros man uh i'm good i got i just got off the golf course a few hours ago came in here to for this early show prep where you know we did our prep nothing and uh <laughs> and i'm ready to go man it's, it's always fun to be here with all four of us so uh, i'm excited to to throw down with mr wait this way uh jb kearns over here Oh man, oh man. And I gotta I gotta say, AJ, you are also going to be included in today's show. But realistically, the the fans cool. are here for the showdown, okay? Hey, the even people hey, have... even I'm here for that showdown. Don't worry. My <laughs> little two cents whenever they come, fine. But I'm with you, Vinny. I'm ready to judge with you and clown on them and tell them why they're horrible and remain, you know, <laughs> Whoa. above Whoa. it all. Like let's go, let's go. Bro, or let's why they're okay. guys. Let's stay professional, no. okay? Are you offended? Are you offended? We're we're all professional here. We told you Wednesday feelings should be hurt. <laughs> feelings yeah. should be hurt. Yeah, that's what we're looking for here. That's what we're looking for. But we've got a great show ahead of us, though. Like I said, we've got the triple threat showdown coming up in a little bit. But there was some news today that I wanted to get into first. This has been on my mind today. Once I saw it pop up in my news feed, because it honestly it caught me by surprise when Adam Schefter posted that. The New England Patriots are bringing back Cam Newton on a one-year deal close to $14 million, bringing him back to the Patriots after what most people thought was a failed experiment for Cam Newton. Dylan, I know that there's something on your mind here that 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 has everyone going, that, that could get everyone going here on this Cam Newton talk. The floor is yours. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know why he gets so many chances in the NFL. His arm is not there anymore. He he doesn't have the talent. And you look at his numbers last season: eight touchdowns to ten interceptions in fifteen games. Fifteen games, he only threw eight touchdown passes. Now you could you could argue the supporting cast wasn't the best, but then you look at the cap space that the Patriots have this year. So I understand why they get it. But fourteen million dollars to start for your team. That's that's asinine. It, it, that's that's one word to describe it as. I don't know. I don't know what the Patriots are thinking. I mean, you're not you're not signing them to win a Super Bowl this year, and you're getting some of your players back that were on that defense that could potentially help you out, so you're more competitive in the AFC East. But Cam Newton is not the answer at the quarterback position. You had some money, you could have went out and made a big splash, a bigger splash, but instead you bring back the guy that the fan base was crapping on back in December. Yeah. It, it, it... It caught, me, it caught me by surprise because of all of the, the heat that he got during the season. Now, you, I, I can't believe you didn't jump right into it when I gave you the chance there. You have been teasing. Let, let's pull the curtain back here again. I'm waiting. This is what we do. I soloed you up there because I'm like, okay, we're going to get into what he's been like teasing us with. Because before we had the show, we have our pre-show meeting, which nothing got accomplished except for Dylan teasing us that he had this big, like, Big thing about Cam Newton, okay? Uh, Dylan, I'm going to give you one more chance. What is this <laughs> Cam Newton surprise that you're going to be dropping on all of us? I'm going to I'm going to throw a comparison out there. And before I give the name, I'm going to give the numbers. This was the last year that this person was a starting quarterback in the National Football League. 
He had 12, 12 games. In 12 games, he had 2,718 yards. That's very, that's very solid. 13 touchdown passes and 11 interceptions. Okay, that's across that many games. His rushing totals, 11.2 yards per carry. Cam Newton had 11 yards per carry last season. And you look at the numbers. This was, this was Cam Newton on the right. And this was player A whoa, on the whoa, left. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, you're just gonna you're just gonna spoil it player here. A. You you want me to give it away right here? You, I mean you can't. So a, AJ, who, you who would you take here? I mean, oh, I I'm ooh, I'm probably going left. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, player A. Only I, his, I don't need his... any jibber. I don't need any jibber jabber from you, Aaron. I went to AJ first because I knew you had some like off the rails thing here. Well, I just <laughs> want to know, based off of this, for Dylan's point here, who are you going with? I mean, looking at the it, numbers, you're getting slightly more production in less games. Uh, so just off the numbers, you're going A. But you know how I feel about this game. Yeah, there, there <laughs> is a lot more to it. There is, of course, a lot more to this. Aaron, I would assume you're going with player A, but you have some like massive spiel about how it's not fair. No, it's not that it's not fair. But <laughs> he, he also he brought up yards per carry, which are not on this um, graphic here. So if I just took the numbers off of this graphic, I would go with player A, obviously. I think everybody would. Drum roll here. Ta-da! <laughs> player A is the boat, Blake Bortles, oh. and player B <laughs> is Cam Newton, both from their last seasons as starting quarterbacks. Dylan, do you have what, – what do you got after this? I see someone that didn't get a chance to start in the NFL, a starting position in the NFL. And I see someone that got thrown $14 million for another year for a worse season. And I mean, you don't even like with Bortles, he's still young and he was still someone that could have shown some sort of flashes. I'm not saying he would have, but all I'm saying is that was Bortles worst season. He was benched. He was basically thrown out of town and cut after that contract. The Patriots, after seeing what they got out of Cam Newton last year, wanted to bring him back and gave him $14 million to do so. So I don't understand why they would take a shot like that with Cam Newton and Blake Bortles. He's sitting at home. Oh, AJ's. T- uh, oh, no. Well, no he, someone he take the. Himself. Aaron, well, go ahead. Aaron, you, you, start. Go ahead. <clears throat> you made a lot of great points, Dylan. Um, the fact that Cam Newton struggled last year, he only threw eight touchdowns to 10 interceptions. Um, put me back on four box, Vinny. I need, I need, I need to see Dylan's face. <laughs> he he brought up he brought up Blake Bortles, and I'm going to start there because that was the last thing he brought up. Blake Bortles never won an MVP. Blake Bortles did not get to the Super Bowl. Blake Bortles didn't have the the Cam Newton didn't have the benefit of an off season. He caught COVID. He went to a team that's been known to be one of the hardest systems to pick up and change teams in the NFL. He still went seven and nine. And the biggest thing about Cam Newton that people forget is they always talk about his passing. And yes, he's had accuracy issues in the, in the past. He was at 65% last year with no weapons. It wasn't terrible. And people like to point out the passing stats, eight touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Are we forgetting he ran for 12 touchdowns? So as a quarterback, when you account for 20 touchdowns and you have a two to one touchdown to interception ratio as far as overall total touchdowns, you have to take that into consideration. Cam Newton is not your prototypical Patrick Mahomes. Never has been. Never been, uh, you know, an Aaron Rodgers. Never been that kind of guy that's going to go out there and throw for 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. 
that's not his style. We watched him as a rookie throw for 4,000 yards. We watched him when he got North Turner, his so this, completion percentage went up. And the, the biggest thing of all, like, like I said, is he said it. He said it in an interview recently in a podcast, but I'm not going to give a plug because they got enough plug already. But <laughs> they're he a big said deal. the hardest, they are a big deal. He said the hardest thing that he had to learn was how complex that this offense was. And he didn't have the benefit to go in there and have an offseason to work through all that. I expect, and I have been a big Cam Newton hater in the past couple of seasons, I expect that he will have a much better year this year. And last point, let's not act like $14 million is some huge amount. When Chase uh, that, Daniel so has been sitting on the bench making that, $13 million a year and never playing. That brings up the point. I had this discussion earlier today with a friend. I mean – $14 million. There's only one other quarterback that is making $14 million this year, this coming year, and that's Ben Roethlisberger. So, AJ, I'll pose a question to you here. Which would you, who would you rather have, Ben Roethlisberger or Cam Newton? Uh, at this point, I'm, oh, at this point, I'm taking Cam. Like, one, I understand what Ben has done for his team. I also understand the weapons that Ben is working with and what he's been able to do. But then you look at that decline that he just had in grandstanding fashion over the end of the season. But Cam, Cam does more. If Cam's not getting it done throwing, Cam can get out. Cam can run. Cam can score at the goal line. Cam, we've talked about it earlier. He's one of the best goal line backs in the league. I'm, I'm taking Cam based on his, his talent and ability to switch it up when the play's not working. Aaron alluded to how complex this offense is. Well, when it wasn't working for him, when he couldn't figure it out, especially with no weapons whatsoever, he relied on his instincts and got it done. When you looked at Ben Roethlisberger and things were falling apart around him, you know, he's taking sacks. He's throwing interceptions. He's throwing picks. and He's getting beat by the Browns in the playoffs. So if I'm talking about stepping forward with somebody and going on to the next season with a quarterback and you're giving me Cam or you're giving me Ben Roethlisberger, I'm taking Cam for sure. Are we just going to let it fly? Like, let this pass? I mean, I get the Cam hate. He took a team that lost eight defenders before the season started. They didn't have a great offensive line. They absolutely had no receivers. Their running backs were beat up for most of the year until Damian Harris started getting going. And he went seven and nine. And that's why, That's why. and I'll leave this at this with this whole Cam Newton talk here. I, I'm okay with this move. You bring him back and you give him that chance. Now you know, I mean, out of all the quarterbacks that are on in free agency right now, there's it's just Jameis Winston, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's Teddy out there, Hi Teddy Bridgewater. No, yeah. A potential trade for Pe Teddy Bridgewater or a potential right. trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. You have Cam Newton here who who knows your system or well, who has a year in your system, your most recent system under his belt. Here, you're going to be able to have him in and be able to maybe maybe you still had that offense of the under the Tom Brady type offense with Cam Newton and it didn't work out. It obviously didn't work out. They didn't do well. So maybe now they'll start bringing in a new system for. Uh, a new system for Cam Newton to be able to have him showcase his actual skills. So I, I, I thought that that was good. And I just want to bring up the graphic one more time, just so I can see Blake Bortles face. Okay. <laughs> Bortles, they this really tried the that one, Aaron. I, I, uh, trust me. Listen, when he said, if something's going to surprise you, I already knew. I knew where this was going in my mind. I knew where it was going. Jacksonville Jaguars all the way. And I get it. I'm not going Blake Bortles at all. He hasn't been given an opportunity after, after struggling, and, and I get that. But the resume that Cam Newton had put together afforded him that opportunity. When you exactly. do what he did in college and then come out, throw for 4,000 as a rookie, breaking records, win an MVP, go to a Super Bowl, 
you're given more leeway. It's just, it's what it is. And that's the yeah. NFL in general. This and, but, but let's not act like Cam is the future in New England. I think no, we all get no. this is a bridge quarterback yeah. to their next guy. And they're Mac going Jones. to probably take somebody in the draft. And that, yeah. And then he'll Mac sit Jones. behind him. Maybe he'll beat out Cam. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe he will. It, it'll, be Mac, it'll be Mac Jones. And uh, I just want to point out, though, and I know, AJ, you just fixed your hat because of this. But in the <laughs> not, chat here, we have – the the legend of Gus Ramsey hopping in one more time here. I guess Friday night is hat night on the show. I'll give my best hat award to, well, me, of course, because uh, the Rangers logo. And these two jabronis down here, they're get the, they're not guests Gus, anymore. don't let them fool you, Gus. Don't let them fool you. Before the show, we were all like, <laughs> let's all wear our hats backwards. And then these Whoa. two guys, get the, get, <laughs> you guys get the opportunity to see the comment before us and <laughs> – to move stuff around a little bit before the, my I got hat you, was okay. never backwards. My hat, I always rep my logos are technically seen, my I hat was never backwards either. And the only reason why my hat is on is because you you guys were uh poking fun at my headphones here, which was uncalled <laughs> for because Dylan and we, I guess I'll I'll guess I'll pull this one out here because Gus is here. Dylan's got the old full sail headphones on right there. Okay, <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, our headphone style, our headphone etiquette is not where it needs to be, but mm. we will we'll, we'll we'll get better. We'll we'll try, okay? We'll try. But let's get into our triple threat here. I oh, man, I can't I can't let it go. Fun and Games Friday is amazing, isn't it? It is. Fun and Games Friday <laughs> is the best. I need to get the travel like a, a like the Wayne's World. You know when they travel back in time or they do. Doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about terrible you. reference, terrible you. sound effect. But last week mm. we had a uh, we had a draft. We had a draft here. Okay, it was all four of us <laughs> sitting here being friends. You know, we were drafting sports movies. If you haven't checked out the episode, please do yourself a favor and go check it out now. It's on our Facebook page. Uh, I believe clips are on YouTube. AJ, that's, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, clips are on YouTube. Uh, but it's mm -hmm. there. Check it out if you need a if you need a refresher on it. But we have the winner of the draft here. And I, before I announce the winner, I want to announce that Aaron. <laughs> this is rigged. Don't even say it. Come Aaron on, only man. had. Aaron only had one vote, one vote on this mm. draft. Okay, Aaron only had one vote. Generation, I don't know what's wrong with you, it, man. Do you have the graphic by chance? I, I, I do actually. I was gonna pull that up right. here. I, I was, I was Ooh. trying to stall, but you uh, had to call my, me my, out my on bad. it. I, and, uh, I yeah. wasn't calling you out. I was trying to see I, if you I, needed I feel like help. I have it. I have it here. People so this seen enough movies. So I, I and honestly, hey, honestly, how about we do this, fans in the chat? Vote right now. Vote right now on mm. who you think has the best movie. Right now in the chat. If you want to, are you guys mm. okay with this? This ruling? You know I'm okay what? with it. I only got oh, one I want, vote. I want the result. <laughs> no, 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 the no, results no, no. were final you, coming uh, in. Let's let's okay. keep it with that. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Yeah. Results are final. The results are final. On Twitter, it was a tie between myself and Dylan at 43%. Mm. On Instagram. It was a tie between myself and Dylan with two <sighs> votes each. What? It came down to Facebook, and there was a vote, an extra vote. It was one-to-one -one until a certain vote by one Dante. Ooh. How do you pronounce the last name? Alston? Alston. Yeah, there you go. Alston. And the winner. It's not of the, good. He didn't. 
He didn't even mean his last team. His last team was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner of the first ever Let's Go to the Movies draft. Oh, my goodness. This it's, is so rigged. It's me. Oh, it's the worst. Hey, sweet, sweet victory, boys. Sweet, You're sweet Florida, victory. I want to recount. I want You're to looking right here, Florida. baby, at the I'll champ. Did all of your Twitter mm. burner accounts vote for you? I don't even have a Twitter burner account, but you have a Twitter burner account. And I would assume you use that. You use that to vote for yourself. Did you not? You have you have 10 burners. Don't tell us about that. You all I, voted for team. What Teddy I do in time. my spare time is none of your business. First of all. <laughs> Second of all, I expect to have all three of you do an ice bucket challenge and post it or send it to me or post it to our pages whenever it's available because you guys are the losers. And I am the winner, like usual. Thank mm. you. Like you guys, anything? Lost so many times. <laughs> you what do you mean? Won anything? What do you mean? I what just won this. Won? Who who won this draft? Who won this draft? Who won the results? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you won. Good job. Like oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Man, thank count you. his monopoly wins. I mean, I just, I, I just, oh, Gus, if you were, if you, if you watched the show on Friday, you would have been able to throw out your picks. And let us know. Just like hey, it's well, a good thing did, I got that extra credit rule. in Mark's. Hey, good thing I That's got that true. extra GPS points in, in Mark Condren's class. Sick. I'm covered. <laughs> hey, that, hey, those no, 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 those GPS points are not going to allow Aaron and myself to be mentors anymore. We have to oh. have a certain <laughs> amount of. We need to have a certain amount of GPS score to be a mentor. And now we've just hmm. lost it all. We've just lost it all there. Uh, no, that, yeah. that was the results of the draft. Congratulations to you all for trying. And next draft that we do, it's going to hopefully be closer than what it was. And Aaron wow. might get more than one vote. Um, but without further ado, gentlemen, AJ, show me those beautiful fingers of yours. Do I have to? Do you want to do it or do you want to wait to the end of the show? No, no, I, I'll do it. I don't know if okay. I want to show my hands. I don't know. If, Can you show, I don't no, know no, no. Show your cuticles. Show your cuticles there. Show, let's go. <laughs> How about a <laughs> Roll that save. <laughs> Head over to Twitter, hit that follow at roughcut underscore sports on Facebook at roughcut sports, and head to the IG, the Instagram, the roughcut sportscast. Hit that like, hit that follow. We are dropping clips of this show on YouTube at roughcut sportscast. Go ahead, subscribe, leave that notification bell, and tell somebody, tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your sister, tell your cousin, tell your brother, tell everybody. Everybody. And of course, this show is brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs, whether it be a signed ball, whether it be a signed cleat, jersey, or helmet. They have it there at halftimesportscollectibles.com. Go check them out now. And the Rough Cut Sports Cast is brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Network that we are on. We are just so happy to be a part of this great group of guys. I believe John Lopez is a new listener here, and he also might be. Is that your guy? Shout out, okay. John. What's up, love? Shout out, John here. Shout out, John here. He's a new listener. We always like to point out new listeners, but if you are new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate the support, and you are not going to miss. You're not going to want to miss what is about to come, okay? We are getting into the rough cut triple threat showdown between AJ, Aaron, Dylan. The way this is going to go here, okay? We are going to have a few little questions dropped, and each of these three gentlemen are going to give me their answers, and I will be deciding 
who actually I, myself and you beautiful people at home will be deciding who has the best argument and they will get a point. Whoever has the most points by the hour marked. Wait, did all of you guys just turn your hats around just because Gus said something? <laughs> I saw no, Aaron do it and I did it too. I, <laughs> I turned it back around. I, I t- what did we say before the show? It's a habit, yeah. AJ. We talked about yeah. it. I move my hat around a lot. That's All why I didn't have a hat on, and you guys made me go get one. And now I'm moving it a lot, and I'm trying not to. But conveniently, you turn it around when Gus says something. Conveniently, no, you turn it around. it around when Gus says something. It's it about the GPS times. points. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's about the GPS points. I get it. It makes now sense. I'm it makes sense. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Rock I don't know what to do. It's, look. it's like when I was like. <laughs> it's like when it's like when I was an in intro to sports casting. I didn't know what to do with my hands. It's like I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to do with it. Actually, I should say it's like the class I'm in now. I still don't know what to do with my hands. Oh man. <laughs> I digress. It is time to get into this triple threat, the rough cut triple threat. Hi, mom. <laughs> hey mom. Hi. Hi. And I refer to my That's mom why. as mom and not by her first name. Just to say, just to let you know. <laughs> Triple threat time, boys. We are going to get into it, and we've teased this all week long. It is time to get into these running back rankings here, guys. And you guys are Aaron, Dylan. There's so much to talk about with your rankings. So I'll just let one of you guys have your rankings first. Whoever I pull up first gets the floor. It is Dylan. Dylan, you have the floor here to tell us about your rankings here. Okay, so I made this top 10 list. Of course, we had the little discussion between uh, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones there with me and Aaron in the uh, Wednesday's episode. But I base this all on facts and their games. And it all comes down to every single factor. Yards per carry, yards after contact, between the tackles, outside the tackles, goal line, can they receive out of the backfield, and in how they are in pass protection. And I believe this list accurately represents that. You have McCaffrey. He's the most versatile back in the league. Dalvin Cook does a lot of things well. Derrick Henry's right here. I I put him a little bit above Nick Chubb because I think his pass protection still could use a little bit of work, but his his downhill ability is just superb. So that's why he's got to be there. Nick Chubb, I feel like, is accurately ranked. Kamara, some people might have a might have a little word with that one, but I think he still has a touchdown production to where you can still consider him a solid goal line back. Zeke had a little bit of a down year, but he does a lot of things well. And this is where it comes in with Aaron Jones. He, he's a, he's an all-purpose back. He does everything well. DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson round up the list, three straight rookies. Swift, I feel like behind that Lions offensive line didn't have the best like he had, he had good yards per carry. He did a lot of good things well. He didn't get a lot of volume, so I think that could be a little bit of concern. But Jonathan Taylor's offensive line puts him at nine. And I feel like James Robinson was one of the best running backs in the league last season, and he does everything well. You should have seen what he did in pass protection this year for the Jags at the goal line. That's what I base this list off of. Are they well versatile to where they can do all things? And that's where I believe my top ten list is correct. See, you threw me off with the, uh, and obviously we'll get into this a little bit more. You threw me off with the DeAndre Swift thing, and I might need a little bit more selling on why DeAndre Swift is a that high and b ahead of Jonathan Taylor and James Robinson. M- maybe we'll we'll get into that in, a, in just a second, Aaron. First of all, do you have any thoughts to his list? And do you want me to pull up your list? No, no, no. Let me talk about Dylan's list first of all. It's it's a it's a it's not a bad list. There's an absolutely atrocious mistake. Anybody who doesn't have Saquon Barkley 
in the top 10 running backs in the NFL is, 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 I don't even know the word to explain nice. it. It's, it's, I mean, this is just a trap. It's, it's, it's tragedy. I don't even, I don't even have the words. You don't even have them in the top 10. He's played in the league three years, three years. He has 2000 yard seasons. And then your, your main argument is going to be, I know Saquon does, Barkley doesn't pass protect newsflash. 2019, the last time Saquon Barkley played, he ran for 1,000 yards. Him and Aaron Jones had the same exact pass protection rating, according to Pro Football Focus, just a little nugget. And you talk about Aaron Jones' versatility and his ability to pass protect. Aaron Jones is 24th in the league. This is 2020. He was 24th in the league in pass protection efficiency. That's behind guys. And I'm going to get out my list. Like J.K. Dobbins, Ezekiel Elliott, Miles Gaskin, James Conner, David Montgomery, Jamal Williams, who's on his own team that was taking third down opportunities away from him because they didn't want him on the field. Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley, who doesn't even play football anymore the last time I checked, Miles Sanders, <laughs> and the guy you mentioned who you have rated below him and James Robinson. I don't understand how Saquon Barkley is not on this list. He had back-to-back 1,000-yard -back seasons. Yes, the, the talk is going to be about injury, and I use this a lot. The Saquon Barkley missing a season last year goes to this recency bias of the last time we saw him play. It's been a year since you saw him play. So you forget how good he is. But in 13 games, even with an ankle injury, he ran for 1,000 yards. He was one of the highest rated prospect running backs coming into the league. He was picked number two overall. I equate it to the Anthony Davis argument in basketball. They call him injury prone, but when you really look at his numbers, he plays 65 games a year and he puts up ridiculous numbers. He's uber talented having saquon barkley off your list is absolutely insane and if you're in the chat and you don't agree with that i am pulling everybody's football cards right now <laughs> i i have a now question though, for you, Aaron. I, yeah. I i have a question for you. i'll pull up your list and there's someone on your list that is making me ask this question i'll, I'll let you do what you do best here i i feel like the first five like i know we talked saquon barkley so i'm not going to talk about him but I, I feel like the first five are just you can't debate those. Like, if anybody has any one of those guys outside your top 10, wherever you have them ranked, uh, I don't know what there is to talk about. Derrick Henry is higher for me than I really want him to be because I'm not a big Derrick Henry guy. I don't like those big running backs that pound through everybody and, you know, their knees don't last long. But there's no arguing with what he's done over the past couple of seasons. So we're going to skip Saquon since I already went on my Saquon little rant. Nick Chubb probably could be higher, and I liked where Dylan had him there. I think he is one of the most talented running backs in all of football, he, like, if you look at his elusive rating, it's far exceeds anybody in the NFL. Like, his ability to make people miss and yards after contact is ridiculous, especially last year, splitting carries with Kareem Hunt. The last three is where I, where I know people are going to have questions. Again, Joe Mixon. This is when we say we got to take everything into consideration. Offensive line, team you play for. This guy has been a thousand yard back outside of last year where he was hurt back to back seasons playing for one of the worst offensive lines the NFL has seen in a long time. Ask Joe Burrow with the torn ACL or whatever he got. Um, and he's he can pass protect. He's good around the goal line. He's a very good receiver. He's super talented. He's fast. He makes people miss. And again, all around, I don't even think it's that close. He probably could be moved up on the talent scale. The, the argument is about production because of where he plays. And then Jonathan Taylor, I think Dylan hit it right on the head. That offensive line and his ability last year where he almost got like benched during the middle part of the season, um, I think he's only going to get better as time goes on. And he's fortunate enough 
to play behind that offensive line. And then Chris Carson. And this is where I kind of have Aaron Jones. Oof. I have Chris Carson, 10, and Aaron Jones, 11. And again, they play in a very similar type situation where Seattle runs the ball and they have a good running, uh, a good run line, but they also mix carries in. And Chris Carson doesn't always get all the carries. He's been banged up at times, but still, back-to-back 1,000-yard season. He's rated above him in receiving, um, at least according to pro football focus, receiving graded scale, um, 16th in breakaway percentage, and the elusive rating. Chris Carson's one of the most elusive backs in football. He's a super hard runner, which is why he gets banged up at times. But Aaron Jones has not been the most healthiest back either. I mean, in four years, he's had two really good seasons and two seasons that were like, okay, like, who is he? It, it's not – this. This argument that Aaron Jones is a, uh, like a clear-cut top 10 running back is boggling my mind. He plays with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He gets the, he gets the benefit of playing in that system. That, that's a be- Eddie Lacy was at one point in time considered one of the better running backs in football. Does anybody going to sit here and tell me Eddie Lacy was super talented? Why well, you got to hurt on my boy? Just saying. When he, when he came out, he was pretty, pretty damn talented. I mean, it took him. It took him he, slacking off and not caring anymore and getting fat before we started thinking something different. Fat before he came in the NFL, he was a power back when he came. He in was the NFL. a power. Yeah. difference. It was he a was difference. Me, you're telling me Aaron Jones. Are, are you seriously thinking that Eddie Lacy is Aaron Jones? Is that what you're trying to get at with the Aaron system? Jones? No, what I'm saying is Aaron Jones is, is is more talented than Eddie Lacy. I'm not even going to argue that. What I'm saying is that Aaron Jones' production. And his ability to produce at the level he has been is a product, is, a, is assisted by where he plays and the scheme that he's in. You put Aaron Jones in Oakland, he's Josh Jacobs. I don't That's think not so. That's not a bad thing. Well, no, he's not bad, first of all, he's not top 10. Hold on. First of all, if you he's put Aaron Jones in Oakland, he's not going to be playing football well, because Vegas. the Raiders don't play in Oakland anymore. Oh, so that's a minus, by the way. That's a minus. <laughs> he lives in California. He should know that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. I, you, uh, believable. It doesn't look like I care about anything Las Vegas Raiders or Oakland Raiders. Now. <laughs> it, you know, honestly, like when I think about this and the question I was going to kind of direct to you until I saw where you had Joe Mixon on your list is, Saquon Barkley and Joe Mixon are like the same running back, not like in terms of style, but in terms of where their careers have gone to this point in injury play. But you keep saying injury play. One injury season does not mean your injury play. Saquon Barkley has 2000 yard seasons in three years. Where's this injury? He had a torn ACL the year Adrian Peterson got hurt. Did we say, you know what? Adrian Peterson, the injury play. No. He got hurt. He tore his ACL. He missed an entire year. The other two years he played in the NFL, he ran for 1,000 yards, which, again, mind you, is not – I know 1,000 yards is just 1,000 yards, but what do we have, like four running backs this year do that? So running backs running for 1,000 yards, it's, it doesn't happen anymore. So when you get 1,000 yards, it's a big accomplishment. Saquon had the ankle. Saquon had the ankle the year before. So I think what they're getting at 1, is – 1,000 yards in 13 games. But what I'm saying is, like, he he had that in the following season, and then he follows it up the very next season with a big injury. So maybe that's something that they're trying to get at when it comes to making that argument if he's injury-prone or not. I understand that, but missing three games is not injury-prone. Missing a whole season doesn't make you injury-prone. It means you had a bad injury. Now, if he comes back this year and he goes through another two seasons and he's missing six games, missing eight games here, then you can tell me he's injury-prone. But one season where you tear your ACL and you miss an entire year is not injury prone. 
that's you had a bad injury. It's the NFL. People tear ACLs all the time. It's one year. I, I, I feel like a, look- I feel like. I feel like a lot of the injury prone conversation about Saquon comes from the fact that he was selected so high. So the fact of the matter is think about that first year when he did have that angle injury and the giants weren't winning games, they were ready to be like Saquon sit down the whole season. We got to keep you healthy because we picked you number two and you've got to be the franchise. That I feel like that's a big part of it. And then he comes back and he does have the ACL injury. And yes, that's a huge injury and I get it. But the question becomes, is he going to be able to take from that injury and move forward the way an Adrian Peterson did come back and be better than you were before, you know, an ACL injury, you watch guys like Kelvin Benjamin and Jordy Nelson never be the same again. And I understand Saquon Barkley is a freak of a talent. His body is ridiculous. They call him Saquon. I understand all of that, but the fact remains until we can see it, we don't know what he's going to do. Now I'll tell you this. Saquon's absolutely in my top 10. (laughs) Like that's not even a question. But he is not as high as I have or as you have him because I have questions about what he will be doing in the future. I mean, but Kim, his first year in the league, he played behind a terrible offensive line. Mm -hmm. Let's not act like the Giants had this great offensive line. They just started to build their offensive line year two when he did suffer that ankle injury. And again, in 13 games, he ran for a thousand yards. The next year he gets hurt. I get your point as far as we haven't seen it and people are going to be skeptical going forward. But if what? we're saying all things equal, if we're saying all things equal and, and Saquon Barkley is has everything leads to believe that he's coming back healthy this year, we have to take into consideration a healthy Saquon Barkley. I can't ignore what he did at Penn State, what he did his first two years, and then just say, oh, well, he had one year where he tore his ACL and all that goes out of the window. I can't ignore that. I, th- I think it's – I think it, like when I think of where you're coming from, Aaron, I think of like you thinking about all – like potential you're you're factoring in and we talked about this the other day it's all about potential with you and it's he's, funny he's proven it that's not potential. no yeah he's he, I, he has as many thousand yard seasons as aaron jones and one less season played how is that how how is that not an argument aaron jones doesn't get as <laughs> utilized as often as saquon barkley you really want to pull that Aaron Jones doesn't get as many reps. We saw Mark Mike McCarthy AJ, start this is where we Williams. Leave. We, we saw we saw McCarthy Why start Jamal Williams. Then we saw Matt LaFleur go with Jamal Williams. And then even in the biggest game of the season, they go to Jamal Williams. What does he do? He puts it on the turf. If Aaron Jones has the ability Jones to be fumbled. A- Aaron Jones is the one that fumbled. Okay, yes. that just made me look bad. Why do you think that – why is it that Mike McCarthy, a Super Bowl-winning coach, and then Matt LaFleur, who's been in the NFC Championship game twice in the past two seasons, why is it that Aaron Jones doesn't get that start? Knowing that he's a free agent, knowing that most teams in that situation use their time to, to pound the running back that they know is going to leave 300-plus times, why isn't he getting those carries? Is it maybe something that they see in him that know that he can't carry that workload because he's had an injury history both in college and at the professional level? He is a productive back in that system. Great. I think you put Aaron Jones anywhere else in the league, he still has 1,000 yards because he can get more volume. You look at the yards per carry. That's one thing that sticks out to me right there on the let's make the case graphic. 5.5 yards per carry. He is is very elusive. He has the explosiveness to go – for big runs at big times, and he he's good out of the backfield. His passing numbers out of the backfield when it comes to receiving have only gotten better. You look at his, his catch percentage over the years, 
50, he got up to 74, had a little bit of a down year to 72, but he's back up to 74. So he's working. He's getting more volume in the passing game. He has great hands. Yes, his pass protection was bad. He pulled up 2019. He was better in 2020. So I, I think I think that's a little bit skewed. But he goes to he the opportunity. 74 what? 74 what in the pass game? 74% catch radius, or not catch radius, catch percentage out of the backfield. He's only his max catch volume out of the backfield was 49 catches a season, and that was either this year or last year. Saquon, look at the yards average per game. It's I think there's a huge gap by 20 yards or so between Aaron Jones and Saquon Barkley over their career. The argument that Aaron Jones is ahead of Saquon Barkley, there is no number that justifies that. You have, you brought up the pass blocking thing that said Saquon couldn't block anything, and he ranks yeah. exactly the same in pass blocking as Aaron Jones. And he's on the field a lot more. They don't. They trust him to be on the field in third down. And he's not playing with the Hall of Fame quarterback. He's the only person on that offense that is a weapon. And everybody knows he's getting the ball, and he's still producing. Saquon, Saquon has a workload to work with. And you look at his numbers. Like, yes, you could bring up that he has more volume, but once Aaron Jones gets his opportunity, he'll have that. You look at Saquon Barkley's numbers in the past department, it's gone worse and worse every year. 75% catch radius or catch percentage. I keep saying radius. So then he dropped down to 71, and then he's at 66. So he keeps falling down in the pass department year after year. And I understand he has a bad offensive line there, and he has the ability to pop big runs. So I have one thing real quick that can I, I can ask you. If Miles Sanders has random elusiveness to where he can explode on big acceleration runs, isn't that the same thing Saquon has going for him? But what's wrong with that? A matter of fact, you know what's funny about that number of yards per carry is ask Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has the most runs in the NFL that are of one yard or less. He also has the most runs that are like 20 yards or more, which is these big 200-yard games. You watch him pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball, get one, get two, get three. Then he breaks one for 35. That's part of running the football. That's part of establishing a run. That's what running backs that get into rhythm do, which is why there's been so much talk about Ezekiel Elliott needing the ball more in Dallas, Saquon Barkley needing the ball more in, with the New York Giants. Maybe Aaron Jones does need the ball more. But in Green Bay, Mike McCarthy, Matt LaFleur, they didn't think so. They thought Jamal Williams needed the ball more. They thought, you know what, let's get rid of – Let's not pay. Um, let's not pay Aaron Jones because we have AJ Dillon, who decided to be the player that actually showed out in the playoffs. Talk about quads. He's got fresh legs. <laughs> Talk about quads, baby. What he said about that. This running back, the running backs in the NFL, the window is very short. That we all know. Aaron Jones is now going into his fifth year. Is he going to be worth the contract to pay him for? If yes. he was worth it, they would have paid him. Melvin Gordon got paid. Why is Aaron Jones only going to get $9, 10000000 million a year and Melvin Gordon's getting 13 Aaron Jones is going to walk in and be a legit dog somewhere he goes, whether it's the Jets, wherever it is, because they're going to see that he didn't have the volume in Green Bay, and they see so much more opportunities for him to go out there and explode. I, I promise you, he goes to a situation, even the New York Jets, if he gets behind that offensive line, he's still going to rush for 1,200 yards next season. Gus has been loading you guys up with stats in the chat. He's been fantastic. I, I love it. So so Aaron Jones is averaging four carries less than Saquon. And you're, and you're on here saying, hey, he doesn't get the ball enough. You give him four, you give him four more carries. Aaron Jones in the, behind the Jets offensive line is still going to be the Jets. I want to see blood throw a chair or something. Oh, wait, that was <laughs> yeah, hit it with the if, chair. If I, you know what? I, can we take a poll of the chat? How many people? On this chat, have Saquon Barkley out of the top 10 in their running backs. 
but uh, that'd be fair. And, and while we while we while we wait on fair. that, AJ, what are your what are your thoughts on like what you've seen so far? What what are your because you and I have to be the judge on this. Yeah. One. So, I know we were talking about the the rankings, but I mean, this just happened. I mean, we couldn't hold back anymore about this Aaron Jones yeah. Saquon Barkley top ten debate. But where are your where is your thoughts on this on this uh, ranking system? Well, so far, there's no way Saquon Barkley is out of the top ten. I understand the injury scare. I understand all, all of what you're saying, Dylan. But there's no way one judging on what you've seen and how he was rated coming into the league. Two, his two seasons that he did play all together. And three, what you are expecting him to still do once he comes back from injury. Remember, once he comes back, he's also going to have a chance to work at this. You know, they're going to have an offseason. They're going to have OTAs. They're going to have time to get himself back to football speed. And that's going to be a big deal for him going forward, especially if they can address some more work with this line. Because we've already seen what he can do without a line. We're expecting them to bring in other weapons on the outside and a little bit of protection in New York and see what he can do then. Aaron Jones, I will say, Aaron, I don't think you're giving him a fair deal. I absolutely agree with Dylan that Aaron Jones can go somewhere else and he's going to get a thousand yards. And the moment and the reason being is he is one of the better running backs in space. Once he gets free, he is hard to bring down. He's shifty. He's powerful when he needs to be. And he knows how to move his body and keep that balance to get an extra five, six, seven yards per carry. Uh, well, a carry, not per carry. So for me, I, I have Saquon a little higher than Aaron Jones. But I also have Aaron Jones in my top 10, and it's not even on the border. I think he's a solid seven, eight in that area. You yeah, know, so, so I have. for me, for me, I, you, you guys make some good points. Dylan, Don't be Switzerland here. You gotta, wait, wait, no, can, no, 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 can, no. We, can we clarify? You got to have Saquon in the top 10. You have to have Saquon in the top 10. I never said that Aaron Jones couldn't go somewhere and run for 1,000 yards. The problem. I mean, context clues, buddy. No, what I'm saying. No, no. What I'm saying is, I have ten guys that I'd rather have than Aaron Jones. And if he goes to the Jets, he's gonna be just a regular guy that we all forget about. Watch, mark my words. We're gonna forget about. He's gonna be the. I don't want to say this. He's gonna be the James Robinson. Like Jacksonville last year, he had a great season. But nobody. You're kidding. You're kidding, Dylan. Outside of Dylan, nobody is putting James Robinson in their top 10 running backs right now. They'll put J.K. Dobbins up there because of potential, the no. team he plays for. They'll put Swift. I'm not put putting – hold, oh, wow. hold on. 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 Don't you dare put words yeah. in my mouth, at least, <laughs> saying Robinson. that I'm going to put J.K. Dobbins over James Robinson. Again, I'm taking your fandom out of it. This is not no, a no. fan conversation. This isn't a fandom thing. Uh, this what? isn't a fandom thing. I'm taking the running back who's going to have the carries instead of a running back who's going to lose carries to Lamar Jackson. That's so, what I'm oh, taking. Fair enough, but in but that's Baltimore, not, there's there's, there's, there's enough oh, carries to go around. For, hold on, for, hold on here. Hold on. In three backs last year. Order Mark in the court. Ingram, JK, Order. And Gus Edwards. I need the gavel sound drop. I I failed. I failed today in preparation. Order, order, <laughs> order in the court. Okay. <laughs> We didn't get any votes in the chat, by the way, for this. But there was a poll posted by our Dylan Kearns on his Facebook or his Twitter page. And he posted, who is more talented, Saquon Barkley or Aaron Jones? Surprisingly, Dylan, you had 32 votes. Where? Are, how do you know 32 people? <laughs> how many of those votes were you doing it over and over and over again 16 Long of those row. are tammy zero friends. i made it realistic <laughs> 16 of those are tammy's friends hey, tammy's, hey, tammy's, 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 tammy's friends are like he's so cute 
Can you make a Twitter for 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 ta- just a tan just Tammy, just just Tammy? <laughs> we'll it, it doesn't have to be. Uh, either way, Saquon Barkley won the vote sixty six percent to thirty four percent. So it was that close. That means so eleven the, people. Did you do the math, math that quick? <laughs> I believe so. You said thirty three votes. Thirty four. Oh, 32 uh, votes, 34% for Aaron Jones, 64%. No, we're not doing the math here. That's it. Order in the court. Order in the court. NJ, what is your final decision? Who wins this battle? Oh, oh, that's happening. Did you did you pick a winner? I didn't, but you're more important okay. than I am. Everyone apparently loves you more. <laughs> People are asking for bloodshed, though. Do you guys have any more like cheap shots? Like, I hey, can't believe. Yeah. I, I don't get believe. how you get James Robinson after one year in the okay. league in the Let's, top. Do you want to start this James Robinson thing? Let's do it. Yeah. You're talking about like, one year. He had Mike I, Glennon. He had geez. Gardner Minshew, and he had nobody else. Right now, he comes that, in. He gets Trevor Lawrence, which makes him immediately better based on your logic with Aaron Rodgers and saying that a good quarterback makes a good running back good. So how 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 do you see James Robinson looking at what he has going forward and being like, no, no, this dude's nowhere close. You talked, about, you talked about volume, and I'm not saying he's nowhere close to top 10, but you talk about volume. Literally, the Jacksonville offense was James Robinson. He got every carry. He got every reception. He got everything. The ball is in his hands every play. So what happens when Trevor Lawrence gets there? And now it's Chenault in year two. And now DJ Shark comes back, maybe you're even healthier. Maybe they add a weapon. Now you have to distribute the ball all over the place. So his production doesn't go down? No, he's a three-down back. Oh, he, he's a three down back. He's great. on the field the entire time. He gets the goal line work. That's why he's in my top 10. I gave you a reason of my top 10 being made. And I said, they do everything. Well, James Robinson did everything well last year. He doesn't have the elite acceleration as some of these top notch guys have, but he's still a top 10 back because he can do everything. Well, Chris Carson can do everything. Well, he plays with Russell Wilson who likes to throw the ball a lot. So if you put Chris Carson in, in the same situation, you did James Robinson, where he's getting every touch, every reception, is he not going to produce those numbers? So why wouldn't he be in your top 10? Who's already ran for 1,000 yards twice. He's proven himself a lot longer than James Robinson has. That's my I'll, point. If you talk, you, gotta bring, you talk about resume, but James Robinson's a rookie, and I love James Robinson. But top 10 is a stretch. on Jacksonville. Okay, now here, here's here's where I get at. I'm not complaining about your Chris Carson thing. You actually made me consider. So good job for you doing the research and making me think about my list for a second. But J- Joe Mixon, where you had him is just insane. You call him a good goal line running back. He has 20 touchdowns in five or four years. That's five a year. That's not a good goal Cincinnati line. Cincinnati doesn't get near the goal line. How is that? How is that on Joe Mixon? They have one of the worst offensive lines. They haven't had a quarterback till Joe Burrow, and he went down halfway last year, and Joe Mixon didn't play. I, I don't know. He's got to show sure. me. He's got to show me him <laughs> hopping over the goal line. He's got to show me fighting down there because there's so many times I've seen him been stood up. They're never down there. I want to see him throw in a chair. Is what Dylan just said. That's what he wants you to can't see. Can't hold Joe Mixon to that when he's on the Cincinnati Bengals and they score 12 points a game. I, I got a. I got a question. Hey, hey, I got a question here before we end this thing, okay? And this is for you, Aaron. And I know this is going to go off the rails again, but. My question is about Chris Carson because the same knock you have for not having Aaron Jones on the list. I guess I should ask this question instead. I should Mike tuck this and, and ask the proper question here. What made you choose Chris Carson over Aaron Jones? Cause in my opinion, 
both those guys have a passing game that defenses have to respect and consider every time they're on the field. So when Chris Carson gets the ball, you're thinking it's Russell Wilson making the play. When Aaron Jones gets the ball, you think it's Aaron Rodgers. So what made you make that decision? And hopefully so, I get GPS points for the Mike Tuck question right there. <laughs> so no, it's a great question. And I think I brought this up. Like it's, it's not that I didn't have Aaron Jones ranked. I mean, I have him ranked number 12 and I actually had him ranked 12 on my list because I, I – wait, wait, listen, listen. I have him ranked. I have Gardner Minshew ranked in my top 32 quarterbacks. He's 32, no, can, but can he's you, ranked. Can you, let me, can you let me finish? Proceed. So he was 12th on my list, and I actually had Melvin Gordon ahead of him as well. But the more I thought about it, I have to move Melvin off that list because he was very inefficient, especially early in his career. He didn't his, – his, his numbers were there, but he was very inefficient with running the ball. So I have it, Carson Jones. It was – it was right there. I, I never argued that it wasn't close. It was right there. I went with Carson because I felt like Carson was a little bit more powerful as a runner, a little bit more elusive. And I felt like the development of Chris Carson came further than Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones came into the league with a very good skill set. I think that skill set at UTEP was there. I think when he got to Green Bay, it was there. I thought Chris Carson improved and he shows him, he showed improvement every year. The passing game usage was not Chris Carson's strong suit when he first came in the league. He developed so much as a pass catcher, and they started getting him involved more and more. I felt like Chris Carson was a little bit better than Aaron Jones. It wasn't a huge gap. It wasn't like I could sit here and say, oh, he's so much better than Aaron Jones. I leaned towards Chris Carson. And to further the, the, the show, I wasn't going to put Aaron Jones at 10 when I'm sitting here saying all week that I don't have him <laughs> in my pocket. So 10-11, so I, I said it before, are very interchangeable. I lean towards Chris Carson. I like what he does a little bit better. And Aaron Jones is right behind him, which is not a knock on Aaron Jones. He's a good running back, and I'm not saying he's not. But I will be damned if I will ever let anybody sit on this show or any other show and say Aaron Jones is better than Saquon Barkley. Let me ask you this real quick. What what makes you think – okay, I, I just want to ask you just to get your perspective on this. What makes Miles Sanders – so much better than say, or so much worse than Saquon Barkley, because it seems like Doug Peterson doesn't give him any work. Well, I, I agree there. I think Miles Sanders is very talented, by the way, and I think he's being slighted in Philadelphia with the way they use him, similar to the way I've been saying free Aaron Jones for a long time too, because I would like to see him get more usage. However, Miles Sanders a little bit smaller. He's not as powerful as Saquon, um, and I just I don't think I've seen what I've seen from Saquon, right? Even in college, like Miles Sanders was good, but he never had those, he never had as many quads. moments as Saquon had. He doesn't have the quads. I think, I think Saquon's a little <laughs> bit more powerful than him. Running between the tackles, I think Miles Sanders struggles a little bit more. He needs to hit the edges. He has to get in space. Where Saquon can take a, a, a tackle in between, or a, a run in between the tackles and get you four or five yards, Sanders is always looking to, for that 80-yard run, always. He yeah. can never, he's not looking for that four or five-yard run. I think that's the difference. That's I gotta, I gotta, I, I gotta jump in here. And I know I've said this before, but I have to jump in here because I didn't think this would go this this long here. I didn't <laughs> really think this conversation this would go this we long. We up all week, bro. We did, we did, and this was rightfully so. This was rightfully so. It is time to make the decision, though. But before we see a AJ still has a top ten to reveal, and then I have to give the final decision on whose top ten is better, but. I'm going to go with Aaron on this one. Put the top tens back up. Put the top tens back no, up. No, no, no. 
no, 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 no. I'm going with with Aaron on this. Aaron, jo- Aaron Jones. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Saquon, Saquon Barkley top ten debate because I, I'm going into this. I honestly, I was never crazy about Aaron Jones. I've said it in the past to other friends. Bailey can attest to this. I thought Aaron Jones was overrated before. Said those exact words. I have proof. But I did think he deserved to be in the top 10. But then I heard your argument about Chris Carson being there and that being the toss-up. Aaron wins this one. AJ, are you on? Are you teammate? Are you now saying you agree that Aaron Jones is not in the top 10? Correct. Wow. 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 Wait, let me hold on. Hold on. Pause. Uh, and you might re- and you might replace my Joe Mixon because I know you don't like Joe Mixon. I love Joe Mixon. I actually uh, love Joe Mixon. I do. I would. I would. Re- Jonathan Taylor. It's tough, huh? No, I'm With definitely Jonathan not Taylor. taking Jonathan Taylor off that list. I'm definitely not taking Jonathan Taylor else. off this list. And I'm throwing it back to Dylan's. I would. There is no chance in hell I'm putting DeAndre Swift in the top ten. Not See, a I, chance. Hey, Dylan, Dylan, I actually liked that because I almost put him at 10. I just couldn't put him above Carson. But DeAndre Swift, I think, is going to be an absolute stud. I think he's really, really talented. We, I don't he was fighting fair. for Maybe carries in Detroit. Yeah, he was in a three-headed monster. But that's what I'm saying. I, I just haven't seen it from, from DeAndre Swift, though. But, AJ, your decision here before we go to your top 10. I, I got I got to give the top 10 battle there to Aaron, too. Uh, I'm also with the, the, it's, it's fun though. Cause like the Deandre Swift, maybe if you had put Deandre Swift at 10 Dylan to match his Chris Carson at 10, I might've felt a little different because I don't think I'd have Chris Carson in my top 10 and I love what Chris Carson does. Uh, but having him at seven kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I think, uh, James Robinson still has a little bit to prove, even though he had a good season. So I I, I do have to roll with Aaron on this one as well. I like, I do like that top five of the part of the list, like we were saying, it's correct. And you See, don't have Saquon on you. I tell you an underrated stat real quick <laughs> on Jonathan Taylor. He had 91% with his catches out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So he didn't get a lot of usage there, but he had some good hands. And I want to go into this here. I want to I want to go into this though with the with the there's there's one comment that I see here. I'm going to bring this up in just a little bit. Okay, I'm going to tease this. I'm going to bring this up maybe in the final countdown here. Because I've got some heat on this one. Uh, but AJ, <laughs> let's see your top 10, buddy. All right. Hey, look at that beautiful face. So, Christian McCaffrey, That's Derek Henry, that kind of <laughs> that kind of teases your uh, answer right there a little bit, at least on my look. Uh, Dalvin Cook is top three for sure. The way he's coming to the league, I like what he's done based on as an FSU fan. I'm surprised, except for the one year he did get extra hurt he's been able to stay relatively on the field for most parts and he's doing the most with it nick chubb the way he got hurt came back and took off like he never missed a beat that's something to be uh, impressed with and i expect him to continue that type of pace for years to come i honestly can see nick chubb being that adrian peterson type of guy when it comes to longevity uh, and being in the league doing damage for years to come saquon barkley i still believe he still got it i mean this guy he I mean, all the talents there from catching, from running, from being elusive, from throwing the peace sign up when he knows he's got you beat, all of it. 
Alvin Kamara, we, we know it's there. This is where I have Aaron Jones. I like, especially off of last year, I think the consistency of what Aaron Jones has been able to do and the way he moves in open space, as I alluded to earlier, you catch this man on some big runs and the way he gets free, it's, it's very impressive. Ezekiel Elliott could have been higher, but that last season, the fact that he didn't have Dak and you just got paid six years, $90 million, and without a Dak, you're the person they're supposed to lean on, and you come into the season, you have six fumbles on the year, you can't score touchdowns, you can't power back through people. That says a lot to me, and it makes me wonder, is this just a COVID year for you, or are you coming back to fruition next season to be the Ezekiel Elliott we know and love, or is this that running back case where you get paid and now you're an afterthought? Joe Mixon kind of slipped in there for me, and then I will say this. Aaron, the when you said he's Josh Jacobs is in number 10, <laughs> I'm like, you, you you kidding me? That's how you're gonna come at me. I think I'm I think I a like lot Josh of us Jacob, I do. he's a great running back. Um, he this was fringe for me between Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Taylor. And when it came down to it, I liked what Jonathan Taylor had, but his slow start kind of makes me kind of makes me wonder a little bit if that's gonna be something we see. Maybe they'll give him the rock and more opportunities next season and not try to mix in a Jordan Wilkins as much. Maybe Naheem Hines a little bit here and there. But Josh Jacobs is the guy in Las Vegas. Two years, 2,000-plus 2, rushing yards. He fights. This kid doesn't like to not play. He goes through injury. He battles down there. You know what? A lot of people say they like college football more because the, the players, they have so much more to play for. Once they get to the NFL, it's just the money and the Super Bowl, and they give up. I don't see that in Josh Jacobs. When Josh Jacobs is on the field, it seems like he is still fighting for the reason he put the pads on in peewee football. And I love that about him. He runs with that every single time he carries the ball. And if they could put the right things around Josh Jacobs, I could see myself having him be a top five back come next season. That's my top ten. I want to – I want. I really want to see more of Josh Jacobs. Uh, Like that's uh, it's it's one of those things. And AJ, when I look at your list, I'm thinking like. If we had the joke before the show about how Aaron calls you out all the time about fantasy football and not being able to just differentiate between fantasy football and real football and your list here, and I'll pull it back up. Your list is preseason fantasy football draft rankings. Like <laughs> it, it, it is. Zeke it is Elliott would be much higher. Zeke would be much higher. It is. Well, I want I, I want to actually, I just want to spend like a second to, to address um, AJ's point about Zeke. And I think a lot of people are going to look at what he's done over the past couple of years and how his numbers have declined. Um, last year, I think, was was crazy, right? Because that goes down. He was super inefficient. But just some quick numbers about, about Zeke. Last year's carry total was 244, which was only two more than his lowest output since 2017, which he played only 10 games and ran for almost 1,000 yards. So he still was 20, short, 20 yards short of 1,000 last year. And he was without his entire offensive line throughout the entire part of the season. Obviously, his quarterback was out. And I think that – I know you mentioned about could it be he got his payday and then now he's kind of checked out. I think this year, if, if, the, if the offensive line stays healthy, I think you see a different Zeke. I think, I think you see the guy that ran for 1,600 yards, ran for 1,400 yards, ran for 1,300 yards. I, I don't think there's a huge drop-off from his ability. Obviously, the fumbles were an issue last year. But I attribute a lot of that to him pressing, him trying to do too much with the ball because he knew that he had to make up for Dak Prescott's um, not being there. So I think having Zeke that low is kind of a dis- disservice to the amount of output he's put into the league. Like The dude's been one of the top two or three running backs in the league since he's been in the league for the past five years. 
Um, there's no debating that. The numbers back it up. I think it, I think we have to look at last year overall and say it was just one of those crazy years with him. And he, again, he still almost ran for a thousand yards. That's all fine and dandy. I love what Zeke has done. I agree with that. However, if you were to list the leaders on this team, I would imagine at least on this offense, I would imagine he would be second. So when you lose your leader and you need someone to turn to, it had to be Zeke. We we can talk about the production on the field. We can talk about the numbers and the stats, but you can't say mentality does not play a huge role in the NFL. And when it comes Agreed. time to lean on somebody, Zeke was supposed to be that dude. And you see you him dropping the ball. That. No, no, you can't say that. Because what did we watch in the Super Bowl? The leader of the team on the Kansas City Chiefs. What was he without? And how did he look in that Super Bowl? He looked fantastic. He was hitting he, guys in the face. What else what, was he supposed what, to do? Was Patrick, was Patrick <laughs> Mahomes that guy that you're supposed to turn to when you're missing your guys? Hey. We, so, we saw so. it in the NFC Championship game with Aaron Rodgers. In the NFL, if you're ever, if you're ever leaning on a running back, if you're leaning on a running back to carry a team, you are in deep, deep trouble. I'm going to tell you that no, right now. You're in deep trouble. It's not going to work. When you lose your quarterback, who who are you hoping to lean on? That's the problem I'm saying. It's not about you better have you an offensive about line. You didn't have. What? Tyron Smith, all pro. Zach Martin, all pro. Lyle Collins, pro bowler. He lost Travis Frederick before the year. When you lose 40, four starting offensive linemen, what are you? how are you going to run the ball? You pay this man say, to do what he does regardless, bro. We're talking about Zeke. We're talking about Zeke. I like it. I like it a lot. We just had a question in here, and I don't want to answer this question just yet. I wanted this one to marinate here because this will be the one of the first questions that we get into when we get into the final countdown because, guys, we're on a schedule here. It is my job to get us there. <laughs> on Even if it's a fun and games Friday, I have to get us there because we're on a schedule. So we'll get into this question and other questions in our final countdown. I have to make a decision on which list I like better, which top 10 list after hearing everyone's piece, basically, I guess I could call it that. This is AJ's. Uh, this is AJ's oh, fantasy well, football. This is AJ's <laughs> fantasy football 2019 uh, rankings. You're crazy. <laughs> That's so funny. It looks just like You're it. Crazy. It does. It really does. It really does. <laughs> and then I look over at Dylan's, and everyone's top five roughly looks the same. No pun intended. Roughly, because you know we're the rough cut, and you can check us out wherever <laughs> you want to check us out at. Um, pun. <laughs> And this one is Aaron's fans. Let us know what you think. Uh, it is not easy, Gus. Thank you. It is not easy. Uh, but. Uh, That's why we let him do it, Gus. That's why we let him do it. Uh, chap, chap. We're on a schedule here. Yeah, we're on a schedule. And I. I guess it, I guess and we'll we'll come out of this graphic with the winner, okay? Drum roll here. Blasphemy. Mr. Zero votes or Mr. Thing. One vote himself has won both the arguments tonight. I just feel like with your with your rankings here, you really did sell me on Chris Carson. Okay. That's the first thing that pops in my head. And I truly love Ezekiel Elliott. I know he got a lot of crap this season because of how bad everything was in Dallas, but out of all these running backs, he's one of the most consistent running backs out of them all. 
Like, other than all the injuries that happened in, in Dallas this year, Ezekiel, you can always count on him for that 1,000 yards. You can count on him for the touchdowns. You can count on him everywhere. I, I like him a lot. And then something that I noticed with all of yours, Alvin Kamara outside the top five, Alvin Kamara, one, five. two, three, four, in the top five, just barely in the top five here. I like Alvin Kamara a lot. I think he is a fantastic running back. Uh, you see what he does in the passing game. You see what he does everywhere for Drew Brees. I mean, he is a game changer type of running back. And I remember what was it? The Christmas day game where he just absolutely pummeled. What Dylan, what is your phrase now when someone crushes somebody? What is it? What is your phrase? Oh, oh what was it? I don't know. I'm asking oh, you. You got to be kidding me. I can't remember. Uh, boat was a boat race. Uh, hold, on, just, <laughs> hold on. Let's not forget Alvin Kamara has split carries pretty much his entire time. If we talk about yeah. getting somebody a workload, if you give him every every down touch, that's it's, it's that's a why I give it to you, Aaron. So you, sir, take home the first championship Finally. from the rough cut triple threat episode. Even though you received one vote in the draft last week, it is time for redemption for you. And I guess it is is here. Is here for you. Congratulations. Do you have any? Do you have any parting words? I mean, you have the solo here. No, I, honestly, I thought it was a good debate. I thought Dylan made some great points. Um, even about the James Robinson stuff that I didn't agree with, I thought that was good. I, I did like his DeAndre Swift. I don't know about seven, but I like that he, you know, snuck him in there, saying eight. he has a lot of potential, and or eight. And then AJ's list was solid. Um, I, I, I like Josh Jacobs a lot. So that that was that was tough for me not to put him in in mine. But something about there's something about Josh Jacobs that I'm not I'm not sold on yet. Like he he's been he super. In, he's been well that that Vegas. Well, Las Vegas right. Las Vegas. <laughs> he, I, I it, even thought about it too. Well, I thought that, that was your joke. That, <laughs> uh, that, that offense that offense has been really inefficient, which has led to him being a little bit inefficient. But his toughness is great. Um, I think that my my key was I wanted to make sure that Saquon, Zeke, and Kamara got their just due. Um, specifically Zeke, because like you mentioned, he's been very, very consistent. He's rarely hurt, if ever. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, again, it was, a, it was a good debate. I think everybody made really, really valid points. It was. It was It was a lot of fun. We'll definitely end up doing this again. I mean, our fun and games Fridays are can't miss episodes, guys. Realistically, all Thanks. of our episodes are can't miss episodes. But when, when we got us four pumping it out here, you guys do not want to miss it. We thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Rough Cut Sportscast. We know the comments are loaded, and this is what we do here at the Rough Cut. We are a fully interactive show. We give you guys a special time where's where did he just go did he just leave <laughs> don't, show? Don't, don't worry guys i'm still here we, it's time to get, he uh, just left mid-show hold on hold on here hold i'm on. back my life went out <laughs> he hey just we left go back to curtain here at the rough cut my well, you just left mid-show hey when you hey, get a job at espn are you just gonna be like whoa 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 my lights went out i gotta i'm oh, sorry i gotta go <laughs> you're gonna do that oh unreal what a this guy this is not espn this is He's the rough one. cut this he just better. won the debate. He can leave. That's true. <laughs> he just dropped the mic. He just dropped the mic there. But we we thank you guys so much. And again, like I said, final countdown. We are going to get into all the cats. All the cats. Wow. All of the comments. All the fat cats. From the ch- yeah. All. Yeah. Exactly. We'll get into everything in the chat in just a moment. But AJ, we need to sign off for our lovely listeners just listening on audio. And hey, if you've missed an episode and you don't and you can't get on Facebook to watch what we did, 
Hop on a podcasting platform. We're there. Whether it's iTunes, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, we are there. With with the Belly Up Sports Network, we are everywhere now. Okay, so make sure if you can't watch us, if you can't go back and watch us, you can uh, you can go back and listen. This is no ESPN. Well, I don't. I don't appreciate that. I don't know if I appreciate that or not. <laughs> you gotta, you know, you gotta just look at, you gotta look at it in the positive way. We, we gotta look at it like he was saying, good, good thing it's not ESPN. Yeah, we're better than That's ESPN for one. For two, yeah. AJ, I need you. I need. I'm begging you here so we can get back on schedule here. Load up those beautiful fingers. You know, should I let someone else do it? Or are you, you, you okay doing this? Knock it out. Let's see what they got. Okay, so who wants it? Who wants it? Raise your hand first. First one to raise your hand. Go. The winner gets done it. deal. Okay, winner gets it. So, Aaron, you are loading up those beautiful fingers of yours and tell our lovely listeners where they can find us at. You know what it is. You can find us on the wonderful Twitter at RoughCut underscore sports, on the Facebook where you're watching live now at RoughCut Sports, or on the IG at the RoughCut Sportscast. And make sure you tell everybody. Find us on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe. And like AJ says, I don't mean just tell everybody. Tell everybody. Mama, daddy, sister, even your papa at times. <laughs> tell everybody. everybody. And of course, we are brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs, whether it be a jersey, whether it be a, a helmet, whether it be a baseball, it is there over at Halftime Sports Collectibles, signed by all the greats, okay? All the greats are over there at Halftime Sports Collectibles. Go check them out at HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com. I mean, it's the best. Why wouldn't you want to go over there? And last but certainly not least, we thank the Belly Up Sports Network for being the host of this beautiful show. I mean, it's, it's a great partnership that we have, but let's be real here. AJ, let's, let's pull the curtain back. We are the best. <laughs> Everyone knows we're the best. You run it. And we run you this run and we're changing <laughs> the game. Okay. So everyone, you will see this lovely graphic and video that we have up here. If you're in the chat and you're watching, please stick around for our final countdown where we talk about whatever you want, whether it be, AJ's terrible takes in candy, whether it be favorite wrestlers like we did the other night, we do it all in the final countdown. But audio turd nuggets. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.